0: Happy 2021 and welcome back to Healthy Perspectives podcast. We're excited to chat about all things patient, healthcare, innovation, and technology with you. On today's episode, I got to virtually pick the brain of Jeanette Demarco, Associate Director of Digital Strategy at Patients and Purpose on the social platform that everyone is talking about, TikTok. Listen in as we discuss the nuances of TikTok, how healthcare content is being consumed, and what pharma marketers can do on the platform to engage their audience. Let's get started. Hey, Jeanette, welcome. Hi, Kate. How are you?
1: doing well. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm excited to talk TikTok, an app that I think is still fairly new to the social media scene, but excited to dig in and get your thoughts on it. I'm excited too. Yeah. Um so I want to start for those that might not be as familiar with TikTok with a, a simple question. What is TikTok?
1: Um so TikTok is a video sharing app and social network service. So people make a variety of different kinds of short form videos uh like dance videos, comedy or education but they're all very entertaining and it's an app that's really growing in popularity.
0: Yeah. I think there might be an assumption that TikTok is more of a teen app based on some of the descriptions that you were saying, you know, dancing, lip syncing, um, that it's meant kind of for these Gen Z kids. And I'm wondering, do you think there's a stigma around the platform and the age of its users?
1: Well, without a doubt, it's, it's definitely true that TikTok initially gained popularity with a younger audience. Um, I I recently saw a study done in the fall of 2020 where about 30% of teens said that TikTok was their favorite social media platform. It was followed by around 29% saying Instagram and I think Snapchat was the top of the list as well. So clearly teens are actively using TikTok as a primary social channel However, when we think back to, you know, when other social media platforms launched, um, this isn't anything new or something to be surprised by. So if you think about Instagram, for example, um, we always would say, you know, Instagram is for a younger demographic, but now Instagram is used by a whole wide audience of people really spanning age ranges. Um, and, And I guess similar for Facebook too, it started as a college app, right? And now it's the most popular app for the boomer generation. So just because TikTok has started as this teen app really doesn't mean it's going to stay a teen app. And in fact, we're already starting to see TikTok's popularity grow across age groups. And it was the most downloaded app in the US in 2020. Um, So to answer your question more directly, no it's not just a teen app um there are plenty of adults either watching or creating TikToks.
0: yeah i i think that's a a really good point that in time um you know as the platform evolves similarly with facebook i remember getting on facebook maybe it was three or four years and my parents joined and now with instagram um i've been on it for some time but now, my parents are on it, too, so I, right. I'm looking forward to the day when my, my parents join TikTok, which it seems like, you know, since it's the most down, downloaded app um, from this past year, it could be sooner than we think.
1: I think that that is very true. Yeah, well, we're yeah. going to see a lot more people on TikTok over the next year, I'd say.
0: Yeah, So, you know, I think we've kind of squashed that um, stigma around age. Um, I'm also wondering, you know, you talked about what the app is known primarily for, and you definitely see a lot of dancing and lip syncing on the app, there might be a stigma there, you know, and and while I think that TikTok has become a great platform for users to express themselves creatively, I'm seeing it used more and more as a educational tool for life hacks, current events, social issues, and important to our conversation, health. So can you speak to this trend a little bit more and how TikTok goes beyond just fancy footwork?
1: (laughs) Sure, yeah. So I think to understand why there's so much dancing on TikTok, it might help to know the background of the app as well. So before TikTok was TikTok, it was this app called Musical.ly. Um, which was really a karaoke-style lip-syncing app. Um, and it was purchased by ByteDance, the Chinese company, and they rebranded to TikToks. So there's definitely a lot of dancing on TikTok because uh, of the legacy of these apps, right, Or the, of Musical.ly. Um, and dancing does play an important role in the app. A lot of content is dancing, but it has become so much more than just a, a dancing or lip-syncing app. and there are, like you mentioned, a ton of different types of videos. Um, there's a lot of educational videos, people sharing their experience, um, and a lot of people sharing personal stories, um, a lot of tutorial videos and life hack videos, like you mentioned. And all of those categories do really lend themselves nicely to the healthcare space as well. People sharing education, their expertise, their personal stories. Those are all things that we talk about in healthcare anyways. And people are finding an interesting way of um, marrying the entertainment of TikTok style videos with the um, educational aspects of healthcare in a really unique way that we haven't necessarily seen on other social media platforms.
0: Yeah, no, I I definitely think that TikTok stands apart in certain ways from other social platforms. So you did touch upon some of the themes that we're seeing on that platform. But I'm curious how TikTok compares to other social media platforms in any other ways.
1: Yeah, um, TikTok definitely is distinct from other social media platforms. I would say the biggest difference between TikTok and other social media platforms is actually the algorithm and also the content that really thrives. So TikTok's algorithm, of course, isn't entirely public, but it appears to be based off of a few key elements. So the first one is a bit more obvious. It's your device and account settings. So that's things like your geolocation or the time of day that you're on the app. So I will most often be in New York. So if I'm, On TikTok in New York, I'm getting content curated for people who are in New York, but that's different content than I would get if I was visiting even Boston, say. So that's the first way that TikTok serves content. But then the more interesting and unique way is that TikTok really serves content based off of what you watch. So you're not telling TikTok what you're interested in by deterrent, like, saying your interests like we did back in the day with Facebook when we would say our favorite music artists and uh, add all that information to our profile, but rather TikTok is determining what you spend time watching and then serving you up content that they think you would be interested in based off of your viewing habits. So it's entirely tailored to you. Instead of a newsfeed, users see videos on what's called the FYP or For You page. And the app uses this algorithm to really curate content based off of um, your viewing habits. So it's really highly effective at um, providing users with relevant content.
0: Yeah, it's definitely smart, smart tailoring of what content is, is served. And I'm wondering, So we talked about how content is served, but it seems like TikTok also has some really interesting ways that users interact and engage with one another on the platform. And, you know, there are some buzzwords that I've seen, duet, stitch. Do you want to kind of start to talk about ways that users come together to create content?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this really relates back to what I was saying was the second differentiator for TikTok, which is um the types of content that thrives and that content is content that does tap into the native features that are unique to TikTok versus other social media platforms so you started to mention some of these terms that sound really foreign if you haven't been within the TikTok app or um used it before but Duet is certainly one of them. That's when um, you see a user's video in your For You page, and you're actually able to do a response in a split screen style fashion where you create uh, essentially the same video side by side as the original creator. So that's one way to engage um, with a TikTok video. Another is a more recent addition that TikTok had called Stitch. And that's when you add on to the second half of someone's video. So often we see this with the original creator asking a question that they're posing to the larger TikTok community. um, And then people will stitch that video and in the second half, give their answers. So that's another way that people um, use that feature and then in addition to that you have all of the typical um engagement that we're used to like uh liking and commenting and sharing um but what makes tiktok especially unique are the filters that they provide um it is above and beyond what anything that's available in other apps like instagram um, when someone's creating an original video, there are a lot of options. Uh, for example, a green screen where they can uh, pose themselves in front of a um, a picture of something or... Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of other filters.
0: I've seen that one a lot, yeah.
1: yeah that's a very popular one. It's, it's trendy right now. Yeah.
0: There's the dancing where there's also, you know, the, the user will point at text. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's another one that's like uh, really ties in well with educational content too, um, which I would say is another kind of content that really thrives on TikTok.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, glad that you touched back on education. um, Because I am curious to talk about, you know, it it seems like patients and healthcare providers are starting to use TikTok more so for that educational learning side of things. Um, And I want to talk about how health and wellness is being consumed on the platform.
1: Sure. Yeah. So it's actually incredible to see just how much healthcare content is on TikTok these days. Um, And you can divide this into looking at content that is created by patients and content that's being created by HCPs. Often patients are actually hashtagging their condition or something that they want to raise awareness of. So across disease states, both rare and larger disease states, um, we're seeing a lot of patients share their diagnosis stories, um, share how they live with a certain condition, or even raising awareness of a condition. Um, and And that's become more and more popular over the last year. We've been starting to see a lot more patients sharing that kind of information on TikTok. And then we also see HCPs um, becoming surpri- surprisingly involved in, in TikTok, uh, sharing tips or educational information a lot, sharing COVID um, best practices and information. Um, a lot of these videos are intended really to humanize doctors, make them feel more relatable, and often this is done by HCPs jumping on a on an existing trend and they give it a healthcare twist. So. That's been interesting to see how that's uh increasing in popularity as well.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm I'm wondering in terms of the TikTok community, are you seeing the platform being used? Cause I, I know on Facebook there are Facebook groups. It really has this like communal vibe where users and patients are coming together to have sort of that two-way dialogue. And I'm curious how the TikTok platform functions where it sounds like patients are sharing videos that you know go into the educational awareness you know and they they might have some some fun with it too but are are you seeing users engaging with each other
1: Absolutely yeah and and that really ties into the native features that we spoke about as well such as duetting and stitching sometimes people will see their own experience reflected in another user's video, and then contribute their own content, whether it's by adding on to that video or by leveraging the same sound as another user. A lot of TikTok videos do revolve around specific sound clips. Um, that's actually largely how the videos are are organized on the app around certain sounds. Um, something else you might notice, though, um, and this ties back to uh, how the algorithm works is when you're scrolling through your for you page, you'll mostly be served videos with like thousands of likes. However, once in a while you might notice there's a video with only a few likes. And that's because TikTok tests out videos to people that they think might be interested in them and then see how well that video does. And then they'll serve it to a larger bubble and a larger bubble and so on. So this means that even if you don't have a large following, you have the opportunity to go viral much more easily than, at other, than on other platforms at this point, if people do start to engage with your video.
0: I feel like it's a equal playing field, which is nice.
1: More equal than other.
0: More equal, yeah, for sure.
1: Really, really limited organic reach. And TikTok is still newer, so there are still more opportunities to reach people organically.
0: Yeah, Um, I know in your POV, um, you mentioned that brands, and I'd like to kind of turn now to talk more about brands on the platform, um, that brands can definitely think about piloting an account, you know, on, on the platform without putting money behind it. Or, you know, in the beginning, they don't need to allocate a large media spend. So it sounds like TikTok is sort of welcoming that.
1: Yeah, I, you know, the truth is TikTok is obviously still very new for pharma, both in a branded and unbranded way. But there are still ways for um, pharma brands to start thinking about TikTok. And often when we're talking about other social media platforms, we automatically think about positioning the brand as having their own profile or page or whatever, Um, but that doesn't necessarily need to be the point of entry on TikTok. It can be, you can um, certainly have your own branded or unbranded TikTok presence, um, but there are other ways to engage with TikTok through things like creating a challenge um, and leveraging um, existing creators or influencers to get your message um, or brand name out there.
0: Very true, yeah. And I'm thinking that's one really great strategic insight for for brands to keep in mind. Are there any other strategic insights that are unique to the platform to keep in mind when creating content?
1: That's not to say that there aren't different paid opportunities available on TikTok as well. Um, The truth is that not many farmer brands have leverage these and and it's still uh, uncertain which ad formats TikTok truly allows pharma brands to use. But we know for certain that in-feed video ads are allowed um, for pharma brands by TikTok as long as there's 18 plus targeting on them. And I do anticipate that we'll start to see more unbranded examples coming out in the future just because that is an easier point of entry um, than the branded space at this moment but what i would say is that the first step that every brand can start taking right now with tiktok even if they're not ready to participate or have their own presence is doing insight mining on the platform so social listening is always so important in gaining insights, but the truth is now there's a huge number of people creating content around plenty of disease states on TikTok. TikTok doesn't have an open API, so traditional social listening tools are not able to pull posts and data from the platform. However, we can still natively search for content related to a brand or a disease state within the platform and the value of those insights really should not be underestimated because patients are sharing different kinds of information on this platform than they do on other social media platforms. Um, many patients raise awareness of their conditions like I mentioned before, but they also share a lot of insights about how they reach diagnosis and even sometimes how they ended up on the treatment that they're on. So manually searching for mentions of your brand is very valuable.
0: Yeah, and I think to your point about social listening, um, it seems like it would be helpful for a brand to do that also if they want to begin to collaborate with creators and influencers and um, just being able to sort of sync up with them. Um, and, And that kind of brings me to my next point about TikTok challenges, which typically, it seems like you wanna have an influencer or a creator help add fuel to the fire for a, for a challenge, um, but I'm curious to get your thoughts on other best practices to make sure that a TikTok challenge really gets lifted from the ground.
1: 100% I agree with you that partnering with creators to launch a challenge will really help it gain traction. Um, so that definitely is one of the best practices for creating a TikTok challenge. Um, also, of course, creating a unique and memorable hashtag, because that's what will um, gather all of your challenge content together and let people know that it is a unique challenge. Um, leveraging the native features of TikTok is definitely um, encouraged. Uh, or leveraging things that people are accustomed to doing, such as uh, duetting or stitching or um, pointing to answer bubbles. <laughs> you'll a lot. Um, And really basing the challenge itself off of an insight that you know about your audience. So what kind of challenge can we create that will actually resonate and people will want to participate in? Um, Additionally, you will notice if you go to the Discover section of TikTok that there is the option for brands to have a media buy to promote a challenge. We have yet to see if that's available in the pharma space, but um, it is something that could be explored.
0: Yeah, and I think with challenges, another thought, at least from what I've seen, is that TikTok, in terms of the platform and the the way to optimize video is to keep it bite-sized, is to keep it short and sweet for sure. Um, I want to switch gears and talk about TikTok. It was in the news a bit last year. Um, There were some political concerns with it and the data security of its users uh, with, I'm sure you saw some threats of shutdown um, for the platform in the U.S. Um, And I'm curious, do you think the platform is safe
1: Yes. Um so I know all of these discussions have been happening but the truth is TikTok users within the US don't appear to be shying away from the app at all regardless of any of these political or data concerns. In fact, monthly users are expected to grow from near 66 million to near 74 million in, in 2021. So I know it's important to consider these data concerns, but the truth is the audience is still there. Um, And in terms of personal data being shared, um, obviously TikTok doesn't share the ins and outs of their uh, inner workings and how they're storing data right now. Um, But I am of the belief that most of our data already is out there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know.
1: be too much different than other social platforms. It's just a matter of, frankly, if you're comfortable with a foreign company owning that data, and then it becomes more of a political discussion than a personal data discussion, maybe.
0: Yeah, for sure. So going from a rather uncomfortable topic to an exciting one, Um, I read that TikTok recently debuted their first augmented reality filter that uses the iPhone 12 Pro's LiDAR camera. And I'm seeing more and more, it's not just TikTok, a lot of social media platforms are hopping on that AR train, um, and it seems like it's going to continue to become more mainstream um, on TikTok and elsewhere, um, which is very exciting. But do you have any other predictions for the future of TikTok?
1: Sure, I I think you're totally right that AR will continue to be an interesting place for TikTok to play. And it is true that that filter they came up with is significantly better than any AR filter across any other platform. So, um, or social platform, I should say. So, I think that will continue to gain popularity. Um, In terms of future predictions, aside from more people, Continuing to download and create TikToks. I also do anticipate more brands creating TikToks. Um, TikTok is great in the way that it fills so many different needs and interests. So it can be everything from uh, funny and and mindless and entertaining to uh, educational and on top of the latest social issues. So I'll, I'll be interested to see if TikTok leans one way or the other in, in the future, but I anticipate it'll continue to kind of have that crossover of entertaining and um, educational and fun, which is yeah. um, probably why it's so popular. Definitely.
0: So I have seen a few health related campaigns recently on TikTok that seem to have done quite well, and I wanted to get your thoughts on what they did and the successes around them.
1: Sure, yeah. So, um, first was one that was really the first in the healthcare space, even though it wasn't um, a prescription treatment. Mucinex did the Too Sick to Be Sick campaign, back in actually it was October of 2019, I believe. Um, but it it was one of the first healthcare brands that we saw create a challenge. Um, and their whole idea was, uh, it was created around Halloween and they said, you're too sick as in like, you're too cool to be sick at home right now. So They had users uh, participate in a challenge where they went from sick to Halloween glamorous in their short video clips. And it did really, really well. And Mucinex got a ton of user generated content from it. And um, it was truly trending for a few days around Halloween. Um, So they did a great job with that one. Um, And then lastly, uh, recently saw that uh, Plan B created a video feed ad, um, which was a more traditional style ad, but they fit it into uh TikTok style still. So that would be an ad that would be sandwiched between other videos within the For You page. What's really important though, is that TikTok doesn't want the platform to become a place that looks like it's fully, um, covered in ads. So even on TikTok's own business website, their slogan is don't make ads, make TikToks. And I think that's really the key piece of information that we have to keep in mind, is that in order for any branded or unbranded content to actually thrive in the app, it needs to feel like it's native to TikTok. It needs to feel like we created a TikTok. Not like we created a piece of content that's intended to drive the user to the website or whatnot. It needs to feel like a TikTok.
0: Right. Otherwise, it's going to stick out like a sore thumb um, for sure. I am curious if you have participated in a TikTok challenge.
1: Uh, well, I am definitely more of a lurker on the app right now. I. Um, spend a lot of time endlessly scrolling through the For You page and being entertained, but I'm not really posting uh, my own content right now. Once in a while, I'll learn a TikTok challenge um, with friends or with colleagues as we created one video a while back for uh, patience and purpose, but um, I am More consuming than creating content for TikTok. Okay.
0: I I asked because for our listeners, Jeanette is a incredible dancer. So I think we need to see your moves on TikTok sooner rather than later.
1: (laughs) Maybe yeah, maybe someday I'll start posting. (laughs) Yeah. I I liked what
0: you said about I mean, I know the word lurk kind of sounds weird, but it's true. I, I think that we all could benefit from lurking on TikTok. To learn more about the platform and ways that we can, like you said, create TikToks, not ads, you know, as, um, you know, being in the ad agency field or being in the pharma marketing field, wherever you come from, if you're going to be putting yourself out there or putting your brand out there on TikTok, it's super important to lurk (laughs) and and learn.
1: (laughs) Definitely agree. I would highly encourage anyone listening to download the app if they haven't already and just start looking at some of the content on TikTok and pay attention as you start to open it more and see if it starts to tailor itself to things you're more interested in because I know, for example, when I first opened the app, I was like, I don't wanna watch these kids do dances, but if you start seeing more food content and you're looking and watching that food content, and even if you're not commenting on it or pressing the like button, you might see that the algorithm is doing its magic and now understands that you want to be part of food TikTok. So just actually observing how the algorithm works in action is interesting to me.
0: Same, it's absolutely fascinating. Well, Jeanette, thank you so much for your time. Your answers were super insightful for anyone curious about TikTok, wanting to sort of dip their toes in the TikTok world and how to use the platform for their marketing. So thank you so much again.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Great to speak with you as always.
0: TikTok's rise in popularity and the increasing amount of healthcare content may indicate it's time for pharma marketers to engage with the platform, and we look forward to it. To learn more about TikTok for Pharma, check out our POV on our LinkedIn page. As always, stay tuned for more updates and perspectives from PMP by following us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and all your other favorite social platforms.